All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. I'm here. Uh, my name is Thomas. And I'm Julie. And uh, we are so thrilled that we have uh, Garrett and Chelsea Zimmerman from uh, Transformed Couples. And um, they are here with us um, to talk a little bit about their background in this podcast. Um, as you guys know, we are in a little bit of a series on communication. That's what this the theme of this month of our podcast has been around. And uh, the Zimmermans, their whole uh, niche is that they are kind of working through a blended family. And so we wanted to kind of uh, figure out uh, your insights about communication from that perspective. And um, so this week's episode, we decided, we talked offline, that uh, it's going to be kind of your story. Tell us a little bit about your past, um, how you got to where you're at, um, and then we've already decided we're going to have a part two, you guys, and uh, that's going to be the present. So make sure you guys come back next week and hear more um, from Garrett and Chelsea. But uh, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for being on the podcast, and uh, uh, you you guys are our first guests for our podcast, so we're excited for that. Thank you for joining us there. Um, but go ahead, and I'll let you guys take the floor. You guys tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. It's super exciting, and we just found out that we're the first guest. This is amazing, and we're thrilled to be here, so thank you both. Uh, to start, yeah, I mean, in terms of our past, we we are, as you mentioned, a blended family. And the reason for that is because of previous marriage breakdown and relationships that just didn't work. And it's interesting that we're talking about communication tonight because communication is a foundational principle in any relationship. And admittedly, as we were talking and kind of preparing for this, it was obvious that communication wasn't healthy in our past. And it was the realization of how unhealthy it was, as well as some of the contributing factors to it, that have really shaped us individually, but also as a couple, and have now been a a bit of an awareness piece that we've shone a bright light on in our relationship because we identify the need for it to be strong. So that is kind of where we're at on the communication side. And in terms of, you know, our relationship, we have a blended family of five, uh, six, if you include our dog, (laughs) we we got three boys, they're 12, 13, and 14. It's busy, there's lots of testosterone. And the whole reason, well, one of the reasons behind adding a dog to the mix was for a little bit of female energy. So our dog- Chelsea, tell me it's a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, she's a beautiful little morky girl and we love her so much. So we we are a blended family and uh, we've been together now uh, coming up on eight years and over the period of those eight years, we've watched our boys grow and we've watched ourselves grow. Um, our boys more, you know, literally, um, <laughs> when we started, they were much younger, um, but we've also watched them learn how to communicate and how they communicate with each other but also how they communicate with us as bio-parent and step-parent roles. So some really cool dynamics and some real opportunities for them to see the importance of communication, which we're now seeing them as they get older replicate in relationships that they have with friends 
but also just being very open to communicate with us about topics, challenges, things going on in their world that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have. So love this topic, love where we're going and can't wait to jump into it. Awesome. That's, that's really cool. I, I love how you, I mean, I mean, obviously we're both, both of our platforms are really kind of based around marriage. I think yours is probably more family oriented than ours even is at this point. I mean, I think we're focused a little more on marriage and I love how you're taking that concept of the relationship between the two of you and the communication between the two of you and how you're bridging that into your boys and, you know, helping them through the communication issues in their lives and, you know, with what they're going through. So, so I love that. That's, that's really cool. Um, and there's obviously a lot of different dynamics there, you know, as you mentioned, you know, biological parent to step parent and, and things like that. And, you know, as, as Julie mentioned, um, to you guys offline, we both come from, uh, parents who, you know, were divorced and then remarried. And so, so we've kind of gone through that from the kid's perspective, um, albeit not from the marriage perspective personally, but, um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, whatever you guys want to go into about your past. Like, how did it get to where you were? I mean, you mentioned that the communication was a big part of the, the issue breakdown. and the breakdown of the, the marriages before. So, so why don't you elaborate a little bit on that? Of course, you know, we're not out here to put anybody down or anything like that. That's not where we're going with this. But, you know, we the goal is to try and help anybody else we can in the future, right? And so um, from from hopefully having any of those issues. So um, and then little teaser alert for next week's episode, we're going to kind of talk about how that how looking back has helped you in your relationship now. So we want to keep everyone coming back to next week as well, but let's start with some of the the past and things that you learned not to do and things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess I'll start. Um, just to clarify, I have never been married. Okay. So I was in um, several like fairly serious relationships, one of which was with my children's father. But subsequent to that, I was in a couple of other relationships that did not work out. So I was never in, in a marriage, um, whereas Garrett was. So I think for me, um, one of the things I always love to say is like, the only time you should look back is to see how far you've come. Mm -hmm. And so we loved actually looking back because it really did show us how much of an improvement and how much better we are at communicating now, not only with ourselves, but just with others and our kids as well, as you, as you we mentioned. So um, I think for me, the biggest thing was, and I'll be honest, I was in a fairly abusive relationship. So um, communication was actually not there at all. Um, I was, um, and just to clarify, it was not physical abuse. It was emotional abuse. So, I mean, as, I mean, if any of the listeners are listening and perhaps you've been through that or, you know, you are currently going through that, um, you know, the, the thing when it comes down to communication and a lot of times is that you don't always feel like you can, <laughs> you don't always get to, you know, communicate your wants, your needs, but at that point, those things don't matter. So, um, fast forward a little bit. And for me, I really had to, um, I came into the relationship with Garrett and I really was, I had done some work previously on myself just to, you know, heal and 
you know, get out of, out of those, you know, negative thought patterns and really just, you know, um, but then when I got into relationship with Garrett, um, it was, it was hard. It was hard to open up. It was hard to trust. It was hard to be vulnerable because obviously I was scared of being hurt. And, you know, when we talk about communication, we talk about, you know, like safety and we talk about vulnerability and the need for those things in order to be able to have great communication. And so it was something that we really, I really had to work on personally speaking, um, in terms of just being able to open up. And I'm grateful for the time that I did spend working on myself because when Garrett and I did meet, um, I really feel like our communication was, it was good on a surface level and it just took some time to really kind of dive a little bit deeper into some of those, those things. So, um, I don't know if you would add anything to that from your side. Yeah. I mean, from my side and the challenge that I ran into in my past marriage, was that when I would communicate or share feelings or thoughts, ideas, they weren't received. So, you know, my ex would turn away, look away, ignore completely, uh, wouldn't even open up to some of the conversations that I wanted to have. And, you know, that rejection piece is really what it boils down to. And as humans, I mean, what do we all desire? It's acceptance, acceptance of self, especially from our partner. And so, you know, when I started to think back on this, I identified, you know, well, that's not something that I want in a future relationship. So it's not that that person turning away is completely making that decision on their own. I mean, maybe there were some things that I needed to do differently in how I communicated. When I communicated, what I communicated, how I said what I was communicating. I mean, there's so many things and and we use the concept of mirroring in that our partners are a mirror for some of the challenge areas maybe that we have inside of ourselves. And so similar to Chelsea, when my marriage broke down and I was sitting there trying to pick up the pieces and make sense of it all, I had to look inside myself first and ask some of those really tough questions. And then identify changes in, be- in behaviors, changes in thoughts, changes in words, and how I could approach things differently with my future partner at the time so that we could create a strong relationship in that area of communication because it wasn't strong for me in the past. So, you know, together between both of the work that we did individually, then when we came together, it was so powerful because... We had done some inner work, some healing, as Chelsea mentioned, but it didn't make it easy. You know, there's still those those mental blocks Mm -hmm. for some people are there regardless. And we had to work through them together. But it was so much more refreshing to have a partner who would ask, well, how are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? What is it that I could do to support you? You know, simple questions like that can open the door to so much power. And so we started to embrace those conversations. And what was once really uncomfortable for both of us, for different reasons, started to become a real safe space, a place of vulnerability and connection. So it was really powerful. And it's it's an area now that we continue to work on (laughs) 
communication is never done. (laughs) (laughs) you've, You've never hit the top of the mountain when it comes to communicating because emotions change and emotions are different day to day and situation to situation. So it's an evolving piece of our relationship and one that we need to hold each other accountable to at times. And it's having that openness to actually be accountable to someone that can create such a strength. So that that's that's awesome stuff. Tell me a little bit about, I mean, you, you both said that you kind of looked inward coming out of those relationships. Tell me about the time frame coming out of that. Were, were you doing that before the two of you got together, before you met, you know, um, was that just a coming out of those relationships, you realized, okay, I've got to do something different before I get myself into something else? Or did you guys get into a relationship together and realize, okay, this is totally different, I need to do some work now on myself to make sure it works with each other? Or maybe it was both. Yeah, I would say it's both. Um, I think so in terms of just a time frame for, for us, like, it's actually kind of crazy. So we met on a bus in November of 2013 and we were headed to a work function. And actually our communication that day was great because mm-hmm. Garrett came up to me and he sat beside me on the bus and we talked the entire way there and the entire way back. Now, after that, um, there was actually quite a few months that passed that we simply just knew that we worked at the same company together, but we both had to take some time for ourselves because I was fresh out of a relationship and Garrett was just coming out of his marriage. And so we both, you know, and at the time I didn't even know that Garrett had previous, well, I didn't know that his marriage had broke down. Um, that was not something that was obviously common knowledge. So, um, it wasn't until May of the following year that we actually, Um, we ended up at church on the same day and it was mother's day. And so Garrett came up to me at church and he said, you know, happy mother's day. And that was then that I learned that he was no longer with his wife. And so, um, after that, we kind of got things going more in the forward direction in our relationship. But admittedly during those months between when we actually first met each other and when we were able to come back together at church, um, we were both working on ourselves and we were both very committed to working on ourselves. Um, in terms of myself personally, I was doing a lot of like reading, a lot of meditation. Um, I was seeing a counselor, you know, there were different resources that I had sought out because I refused at that point in my life to ever be in a relationship like I was in the past with the people, with the people that I had chosen to be with in the, in the past. And so I think that, you know, and then once we did get into relationship again, uh, or not again, but get back, you know, moving the ball forward, um, we were starting with a very good base of communication, but we realized that obviously as time went by, that there was some gaps. There were some things that we needed to work through. And we actually, we did, we sought out, you know, friends and we talked to, you know, family members and we tried to get some um, insight and perspective from our community of people because they wanted to see us together. They wanted us to succeed in our relationship. 
And, you know, it was just a really, it was just a really, like Garrett said, it's, it's an evolution. So, you know, we evolved during those, you know, first few years And I mean, if we could go back and probably do it again, we probably would have done a lot of things differently. But again, we learn sometimes by making those mistakes. And, you know, I'll say by the grace of God, we were able to, you know, work through a lot of those issues together and remain together. Um, but it wasn't always sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> you, you mentioned something um, that stood out to me. You, know, you said uh, you met each other on a bus and, you know, you had great communication at that point. And it sparked the thought in me that, you know, you both had some communication issues and at the time, what would have likely been, you know, one of your top relationships, you know, your number one partner, your partner in life at the time. So tell me about how the the contrast between your communication in that relationship versus communication with some of your friends, your family member, how did what was happening in, you know, in your home impact some of those other relationships? Did was it like night and day? Was it like, oh, I can be totally normal with these guys, you know, because they know me? Or was it, you know, kind of spilling over and causing issues in other areas? Yeah. Um, so a couple of points on that was, as anyone who's gone through divorce knows, there are friends that, you know, will pick a side and will stay closer to the ex-wife versus the ex-husband. And it's such a great question, Thomas, because communication did change in terms of how I would approach certain friends, uh, what I would share with certain friends. And, uh, you know, that was a bit of a filter that I had to apply that I hadn't even had to think about in the past. Right. Um, and I did that because I needed to both protect what I was creating in the relationship that Chelsea and I were building but also i didn't want to put myself in a position where something would be misinterpreted miscommunicated right. and that could potentially come back and break down what we were trying to build so you know it was it was learnings that i took away from counseling appointments that i had um you know as well as just some of the the conversations that i had had with certain friends who I could be vulnerable to and share with and, and really lean on them for some wisdom and perspective. And I think that's such a great point in terms of communicating. Sometimes we need to be mindful of what we're communicating and who we're communicating it to. And that's something we talk about in our relationship even now, because friends and family can be such an influence on marriages some positive, some negative. Right. Yeah. Right? We've all been there, right? Yeah. That friend who challenges us or that friend who wants to drag us down because misery loves company. We've been in those situations where we've had to, you know, come forward to each other about advice or thoughts or ideas or things that had been said between friends. And it's like, whoa, like, let's pump the brakes. Let's look at the source. Let's look at what their situation is, what their background is, because as we kind of talked a little bit about offline, relatability is so powerful. And if we're going for relationship advice, we're trying to make sense of some things, but one, we're talking to someone who's single, 
who's not currently in a relationship or never has been married, like, I'm sorry, but I struggle with really taking your advice <laughs> as quality advice <laughs> or, you know, talking to people who don't have kids about some of the challenges you're dealing with as parents, like a book and a movie isn't going to teach you what it's like <laughs> to be a parent. I'm sorry. You got to live it. I wish. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> so you're, you're a hundred percent right. You have to be mindful of how you communicate and what you communicate to who. And that was a major learning coming out of a divorce. Um, and I think, you know, now in our relationship, even still, we're constantly being mindful of, of who we reach out to, who we speak to, what we share, when we share it, because yeah, it's, I mean, marriage is so sacred and marriage is so special. And sometimes what's happening between a marriage doesn't need to go anywhere else. It needs to be managed within, or it needs to be managed with trusted people that you can really feel comfortable with. So yeah, there's, there's been some work done and some realizations and it's all part of the, the evolution. That's good. I love how much you guys are opening up and um, sharing your story. I know you don't want to live too much in the past. So we're excited for next week um, to learn more about, those good communication skills that you guys have and what you're doing with transferred couples. But I do have one final um, question or, or just topic um, might put you on the spot with this, but just again, the last thing, you know, to like live in the past, obviously because you do have um, children with those um, exes, do you have, um, you know, a piece of advice people who are in that, um, scenario on the topic of communication, how to communicate well from that parenting, um, you know, with your, with your ex, uh, and be in this marriage now. Mm -hmm. So I would say, um, first of all, just a tiny little bit of background, but I have a very high conflict, um, relationship with my ex and my kids actually don't see their father as of right now. So, um, but I like, like you said, we're looking back. And so, you know, when Garrett and I first got together, I was in this high conflict place with my ex, whereas Garrett was actually very proactively co-parenting with his ex. Okay. And so there was a huge contrast in, you know, in terms of my relationship and my communication with my ex versus his communication with his ex. And so I think for us, um, one of the biggest things that we had to really do was to put boundaries in place. And for us, it was a matter of, you know, there was situations where, you know, there was somebody that was trying to be a bit of a helicopter parent when it came to, you know, times when the kids were with us. And, um, you know, there were other instances where they felt like they had to call all the time and have a conversation on the phone all the time. And, you know, while those are all great characteristics, I mean, to preserve and to make us feel safe in our relationship with each other now, um, we had to put boundaries in place. And there's no shame and putting boundaries in place. I know that a lot of times, you know, and I'll, um, I'm speaking for Garrett on this and I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but sometimes what happens is that you feel like you want to have such a great, you know, because things are so good. I mean, it's very rare that you have a great co-parenting relationship with an ex. And so if you do, congratulations, <laughs> you are very lucky. Right. Um, but you know, when it comes to the ex, 
I think for like, and for Garrett, you know, it was like, he wanted to keep the peace with her because he didn't want to have to go through a high conflict because it was like, things are good, you know, things are okay. And, and, but then it was kind of sometimes at the detriment of my feelings and my emotions. And so I had to really communicate to Garrett about, you know, how it was making me feel, you know, the fact that his wife was still, or his ex-wife, sorry, was still referring to <laughs> them as a family and yeah. saying, you know, yeah. our family. And it was like, no, like we are no longer a family. I am no longer responsible to you in that way. I am solely responsible for our son. And when that boundary got put into place, I was then able to, you know, feel more secure. I felt, you know, like, you know, obviously this person wasn't as much of a threat to me. Um, and I think, you know, obviously from, from the other side, Garrett was very, um, when it came to communication with my ex, I was very emotionally driven. So, you know, we would have exchanges of communication where I would just want to like go crazy. And like, you know, because it was, there's a lot of mental health issues on the other side. And so I was like, you know, I just, I really just need you to help me to properly kind of take the emotion out of it and communicate better with, with my ex when it comes to situations involving the kids, because obviously I still wanted to be the bigger person and I wanted to be, you know, a good example for my children. And I didn't want to be that person, um, like the, the other side. So, you know, there was times where Garrett was really great at just being like, just give a one word answer just keep it simple. You don't have to make it complicated. You don't have to feed into what they're trying to do. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to play that game. And it was like, so there was a really good balance. And I think that, you know, even now in the situation that we're in, like Garrett still has a great co-parenting relationship with his ex just, and, and he has boundaries in place though. And those boundaries are super important because, you know, and, and communicating those boundaries, you know, was, was probably not easy for for him. <laughs> but um yeah, I, I think that that's ultimately ultimately how how it was for us. That's awesome. awesome. We we just did a podcast episode last week on burnout and and it's a completely different topic from what we're talking about here, but one of the things that we said in that topic um was to invite your spouse in to help them, uh, to help you with a situation. And so I'm going to say this back to you. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it, it sounds Chelsea, like you invited Garrett in to say, Hey, can you help me communicate better? And, and so I think, you know, and and you guys may have even, you can correct me if I'm wrong now, but you know, it, it would seem like with a blended situation like that, you both are dealing with your own issues with exes. And so you probably don't want to step on each other's toes either, you know, and, and hurt another family situation. And so um, I think that invite to, to your spouse to say, Hey, come help me with this. I need your help. We're a family unit now. I need your help here. Sounds like that's kind of what you're alluding to, right? Is the invite to let them know it's okay to come into this area. Absolutely. And I love that word. I love the word invite because really at the end of the day, you want your partner to, and and it's almost like a permission as well, right? Like, I mean, you're, you're asking them for a perspective. You're asking them for insight. You're asking them to kind of be your voice of reason at times. And so, yeah, I love that term to just invite them into that. And there has been times where I've been invited back and it's grown 
our communication and our um, relationship and brought it to a new level because we're able to, you know, like you said, like co-invite each other at times to, to help one another out with whatever, whatever it may be. That's awesome. It was so valuable. Thank you again for sharing and, and going to the past. We're excited to jump to the future um, next week, but before we wrap up, tell us how um, people can find you, maybe follow you guys and, and what you're, you're doing to, to help other couples. Absolutely. Yeah, we're excited for next week. But in the meantime, if anyone's looking, they can find us on Instagram at transformed.couples. If they're on Facebook, we're under Transformed Couples Coaching. And then we're on the World Wide Web at transformcouples.com. Awesome. Awesome. And so just to, to clarify, it sounds like you guys uh, do coaching for couples, right? So uh, I'm assuming that that's any couple that doesn't just resonate with blended families, but you know, any couples, right? That's right. Yeah, we we love all couples. And you know, we do specialize in the blended blended family space, because obviously the relatability, but no, we, we love all all couples. Yeah. And what's really cool about what we do is we do two on two coaching um, to provide both a male and a female perspective. But we also within our coaching programs offer one on one. And within that space, we then can take some things away from those one on one sessions and bring them forward to the two on two. So and the one on one, sorry to interrupt, but the one on one is male with male, female with female, yeah. just to clarify. Yeah. So just some really cool pieces and differences. And also, unlike some coaching programs, you know, we believe in accountability. And so between our sessions with couples, we'll give exercises, homework, and then we check in. It's the first thing we do on the following call, because we believe that there's a lot of knowledge out there. But unless you apply your knowledge, it really just doesn't mean much. So we're big believers in being accountable to each other, being accountable to self. And that's one of the primary deliverables in our process also. That's great. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for joining us this week. Uh, just to reiterate to everyone who's listening one more time, uh, this week was kind of about the past. And uh, in next week's episode, you guys are going to hear about the present uh, from Garrett and Chelsea. And we're going to talk about uh, some communication tips and things that will help you move forward in your relationship. So uh, maybe they'll be given a few free advice pieces away uh, from their coaching. So we'll see if we can talk about that. But, um, but thank you guys for joining and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much. We'll Thanks see you. Thanks for having us. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Marriage Puzzle Podcast. Remember that new episodes release every week on Monday on your favorite place to find podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Marriage Puzzle. Remember that blog posts release on the 1st and 15th of every month on our website, marriagepuzzle.com. And if this is your first time listening to us, we hope you'll give us a rating and make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast channel that you're listening on. Uh, And as always, we look forward to having you join us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time.